Eagle looking great. Here we go. Hello, and welcome back to the Sci-Fi Wise Guys podcast. My name is Anthony. And my name is Chris. Hello, Chris. Hello. How are you? Anthony. I'm doing all right, man. How about yourself? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. Here on the Sci-Fi Wise Guys podcast, we watch and review straight to stream science fiction and science fiction adjacent media, TV shows, movies, shorts, distribute originals. If it's a straight to DVD style science fiction, by any stretch of the means, we'll watch it and we talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I chose this sickly green color on the wall behind me. Yeah. Yeah, on purpose. Oh, I also did something on purpose. Oh, what's that? Oh, look at that. Your little, was that the, like the zombie Nerf gun? Yes, it is. It's got the little. Oh, it's got a it's little got chainsaw a, thing on it's it. It's got a, a screwdriver for a, a shotgun slide. Interesting. It's, it's not a chainsaw. It's a ripsaw. Oh. It's not all the. Yeah, it looks like it's all like taped together because it's, and you just shot the screen. If I was a zero, I'd be dead. <laughs> I think you're green with envy. You think I'm green with envy? You think that's what it is? Yeah, I think that's what it is. Uh, Sure. Okay. Sure. Yeah, why not? (laughs) I have a a little bit of housekeeping to get out of the way. There's a lot to talk about because this show is what it is. But I've seen a couple other things recently. And I wanted to share like some good science fiction before we dive into... Before we dive into this, if that's all right with you, I went and saw 3,000 Years of Longing last night. Six or seven out of 10, like six, six and a half out of 10. Pretty fun. Not what you expect. If you're into something that's a little artsy, a little different, and maybe a bit more abstract, I I could definitely recommend it. Uh, If you're looking for like just a popcorn flick, like something you just watch without paying attention, that is not it. It is, uh, it is definitely something you have to pay attention to. Uh, the acting is fantastic. The sets are amazing. The visuals are, are very, very well done. Really, really enjoyed it. I am also one episode away from finishing out Orville New Horizons or the Orville Season 3, however you want to refer to it. Also cannot recommend that show enough. I remember trying to watch it when it first came out and the humor kind of put me off. Uh, it does mellow out on the humor a bit. In fact, this last season has got significantly less less humor in it. So if that was kind of pushing you off, then I would definitely uh, give it a second shot. It's definitely worth pushing through. Okay. I just wanted to give some sci-fi recommendations before I talk about this. Have you seen anything recently that you would uh, that you'd recommend to the people? I haven't watched any science fiction or anything that that would be considered sci-fi adjacent, um, mm. aside from Resident Evil. But I have been playing some games. Okay. A few buddies of mine. Decided they would uh, they wanted to play Destiny two for a little bit, so I downloaded it, played the intro mission for the new season, and then they were like, "Cool, we're not going to do this." I was like, "Oh, great, <laughs> good." That was a hundred gigs on my hard drive. I can free up a hundred gigs, really? Yeah, it's getting pretty big now. Wow. The Wrath of the Lich King pre patch came out for World of Warcraft. I've been I mm. was leveling my rogue a little bit last okay. night. Okay, and then. I bought a book. I don't have it with me. While I was in Florida, my my big thing is whenever I go on vacation, like I said last week, I always try to go to a library. But I also always try to buy a book whenever I can go to a bookstore because sure, it's a. I don't want to say it's a dying industry, but there's just not many left bookstores. Yeah. That is, yeah. I went to this bookstore. I think I mentioned it. It's it was like in a storage unit, like you know when you hmm. um when you drive by, like in the when they uh they're like cool. This would be a great place to 
you know, cut some trees down. <laughs> Let's put storage here yeah. because people don't have enough stuff. Let's give yeah. them more of a reason to have more stuff and put a storage facility here. But it was a bookstore inside of one, which I thought was really interesting. Was it like air conditioned and whatnot in there? Or I mean, I think they had air conditioning turned on. Mm. I don't think it was working. Oh. But I, I bought a book called The Last Thane. Uh, on the front of the cover, it's got this like cool skeletal dragon. I think I even took a picture of it for Robert in the Science Fiction Remnant Discord. Is this it right here? Are you posting? Are you Dragon Lance, the last thing? Yes, yes, yes. So I'm a, I've mentioned Dragon Lance before in the past. I'm a big fan of that Dungeons and Dragons world. I would I don't want to say it's post-apocalypse, but it's definitely like post-high fantasy. Yeah, like uh, imagine living like living in Middle Earth. After the elves leave. That's called modern society. Well, I was going to say, but Soren wins. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you know what I okay. mean? Also called modern society? Okay, got it. It's about dwarves. I had to do it. I just was thumbing through these books. So I was getting ready to leave, and then I, my eyes just glanced down. I was like, oh, Dragons of Autumn Flame. I remember reading that as a kid, and then I just kept going through, and I was like, oh, a bunch of Dragonlance books, and I found this one. So plan on reading that in the next week, and I will uh, update you on the story. Cool. Yeah, Dragonlance is a pretty pretty interesting setting for sure. I think Forgotten Realms, obviously a bit more popular, but Dragonlance is definitely worth diving into if you're looking for some fantasy that is you know finished and not lord of the rings <laughs> i'm sorry just throw that out no, there no do what you gotta yeah, do yeah. do what you feel is best uh i do and i and i will continue to do so awesome so it sounds like we've both had uh, our hands in some other pies if you will we've been teasing however talking about it teasing tweeting about it i know i've bothered you about it a whole bunch the show resident evil resident evil yeah there's a netflix original show i don't know do we want to just dive right into some facts uh do you want to do you want to do the thing where you read the beginning of wikipedia and then we sure go through the ratings and so we can talk about whatever this is resident evil is an american horror streaming television series developed by andrew dab for netflix loosely based on the video game series of the same name by capcom loosely <laughs> on imdb it is sitting at a 3.9 out of 10 star rating with 38,000 reviews. It has got a median score of three, a bit bottom heavy. 33% of the votes rated it a one. 10.9 rated it a 10. Uh, and then everything else is in between. Over on our third favorite aggregate score site, Rotten Tomatoes, it's sitting at a 55% rotten on the tomato meter with a 22% average audience score. If we scroll down to the critics' consensus, while Resident Evil comes closer than previous adaptations to honoring the beloved video game's labyrinthine, labyrinthine lore, labyrinthine, labyrinthine lore, this zombie serial could still use more brains. Uh, and lastly, and almost lastly, Metacritic, 53 on the Metascore, which is a bit higher than I anticipated, and a 1.4 user score. Overwhelming dislike. 53% of Google users like this show. 53. That might be the lowest number we've ever seen. I think so. It just might be. So I think it's fair to say that this was pretty universally panned by critics and fans alike. Poorly received. <laughs> Very much so. 
I saw a clip of this show of the first episode uh, posted on on Twitter or maybe even on maybe it was on Reddit, but it was probably of a uh, of a tweet because that's what Reddit is. Reddit is just a filter for other social media with a scene from the very first episode in which the main character, Jade Wesker, talks about only ever looking up cartoon pornography and I thought this is this has got to be fake. There's no way this can be real. There's no way this can be real. And I uh, kind of put it in the back burner because we've, we were watching other things. That, you know, this came out back in June, I believe. So we were ramping up for like J. Cho July and the you know Potiversary and all that. But uh, that line is real. I watched the first episode and then I watched three or four more episodes without stopping. It was like a train wreck. I couldn't stop watching. Then we made plans to watch it, mostly because I needed to make you watch it. You know how it is when I watch something horrible, we end up making a sure. podcast about it. That's that's how this all started. Um, I mean, more or less. Factual. Factual. Yes. <laughs> it is eight episodes long, roughly an hour episodes. I think they, they vary because it's Netflix. They vary a little bit. But I think the longest episode is a little over an hour. Shortest one is somewhere in 40 minutes. So we'll call them like your normal hour long television, drama, action, horror. I think it's easy. I think it's safe to say that we're not about to surprise anybody by saying that this show was good and that the critics were wrong and that the fans are wrong? Or are you about to throw me at the ultimate curveball? This is something that you made me watch. It is. So I'm going to go ahead and give you my initial thoughts and opinions. Please do. I didn't hate it. <laughs> I really didn't. Okay. Like, and I'm, not, and, I'm not, and I'm not even trolling. Okay. I just want to peel the curtain back for the listeners at home. My first experience with Resident Evil, I was in uh, fourth or fifth grade. No, it must have been later than that. I think I might have been in sixth grade. But this game came out on the PlayStation in 1996. So yeah, so I had to have been in sixth grade because every year that I've been in school corresponded with the 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 final year of the calendar. Oh, interesting. Or the final digit of the calendar year. So my buddy Larry, who's my best friend growing up, he had a PlayStation, and I I was stuck playing Super Nintendo. And I'm I'm not, and when I say I was stuck playing Super Nintendo, don't take that the wrong way. I will play Chrono Trigger until the controller stops working. But I didn't have a PlayStation. And he was like, hey, man, my my dad bought me this new game. It's really fun. It's called Resident Evil. You should come over and play it. And I was like, cool. So we made plans as as, as much as any sixth graders can. You know, I was like, <laughs> and he lived down the street. So I asked my mom, I was like, hey, can I spend the night at my friend Larry's house? She was like, yeah. So I went over there and he like, he created a new save. Like he had been playing it for hours apparently all week and then he put it in the he put the memory card in because this was a time where you you know yeah that's what you did hard drives weren't built into the devices for some reason no one thought of that but it terrified me there's this opening sequence with a helicopter these crazy looking dogs there's this guy who's like eating someone else's face like six like sixth grade me was terrified and i'm really surprised that it took so long for them to make a movie and then they did make a movie and it wasn't very good. And they made a couple of other movies and I never saw them because mm. they just, they were made by the same guy, whatever. I, I figured he couldn't get it right the first time. He wasn't going to get it right the second, third, fourth, fifth, or sixth time. And I, I thought, I thought it was done. I really did. I, I was like, they, they, they cannot make another Resident Evil show or movie because you just can't do it. And I was wrong. Apparently, they made an animated show in 2021 that was, I think, released exclusively in Japan. Correct me if I'm wrong. And then they made this. There was another live action show, was there not? Or movie last year, year before? I have no idea. Again, I've, I never saw any of the movies uh, after the first one. Gotcha. No, there was a there was another reboot movie. Cool. <laughs> yeah. 
Great. That, no, but it, sorry, that came out in 2021. There was a live action that was a Netflix exclusive that has oh. nothing to do with the movies that came before it and nothing to do with this live action show. Excellent. Yes. I think the big problem with adapting a video game story to the big screen or the small screen is what makes those, at least what made the first couple games, so I'll admit, I haven't played a Resident Evil game since Resident Evil 4. Mm. Um, I've watched other people play some of the other ones. Um, they just, they get out of my wheelhouse. They're just like the weird, like Japanese thing where Albert Wesker apparently is a superhero. Uh <laughs> Whatever, yeah. Chris Chris Redfield punches a boulder. That's cool. Whatever. Yeah. I, I don't like the Metal Gear games either, so go ahead and feel free to roast me on that one, Internet. I don't think you can adapt that story because what makes those games terrifying is the suspense. Sure. For example, in the first game, I'm alone in a house. There's a bunch of zombies. There's these crazy dogs. Like, there's these giant spiders, these huge mutant frog things. Like, that's scary. Like, especially to sixth grade me, however old I was. 11, I think. And... I wasn't scared at any point during this show, and I don't know if that was the intention of the of the producers, of the director, of the writer. I think what they wanted to do was tell a zombie story that wasn't a zombie story. They wanted to tell a story about how the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Mm-hmm. Every single character in this show is the architect of their own downfall. Like, every single one of them. Uh, Wesker, Jade, Billy, Simon... Evelyn, all of them. All of them start out with, like, I'm I'm trying to do the best that I can. These are my intentions. They're good. And it just ruins it for everyone else. And I think that they nailed it. They absolutely nailed that aspect of, like, showing you that these altruistic tendencies that these people who have this power have, it doesn't always work out. Evelyn herself says, like, yes, a lot of people are going to die, but how many more people can I save if we get this right? You know what I mean? And she gets it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. And she gets it wrong. Yeah. The same thing with Wesker. He's like, I'm trying to do the best thing that I can for my kids and the rest of the world. Gets it wrong. Simon, you know, I'm trying to help out this girl that I really like. Definitely gets it wrong. So yeah. uh, I, th- I think that that's the biggest problem with this show. And, that, and I think that maybe a lot of these one-star reviews, because I haven't really had the time to go look through them, but I don't know how many of them are just going to be like, I'm a lifelong fan of Resident Evil and Capcom, and they just keep making these crappy movies and these crappy shows. This show might have been the most annoying and sufferable main characters that have ever existed. Are you sure? (laughs) You know? Yeah. So, okay. I'm jumping in. I'm jumping in. Sure. Okay. Go ahead. This show is bad. Yeah. I'm not saying it's not a show. I'm not saying it's not bad. It's... (laughs) I, I enjoyed bits of it. You're right. They had a message, which was fun. But there are no redeemable characters. I'll agree with that. Everyone makes horrible decisions. And I, and I, I, I appreciate that the is it filmmakers, the creators, the writers, whomever, at least have consequences. Because I feel like that's all this show is, just consequence, 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 consequence. The marketing for this is bad. The idea of having the two separate storylines that are taking place at like 20-ish years apart is interesting, if not uneven. In their execution, it, it suffers from that thing where, like, that a lot of that a lot of bad stories suffer from. In which, yeah, if we just if we had just talked it out rationally, this would have been all avoided. 
Yeah. yeah, almost the entire show. Not all of it. There's there's definitely people with evil intentions and, that are lying. But if they had just gone to their dad at the beginning and said, yo, dog, uh, we found this stuff. You mind explaining? And then like accepted that he's their father and he is trying to do what's best. And even if they feel like some of it's a betrayal of trust, they can like work through it. They're 14 and they are not acting like 14 year olds. Not the, not any I've met anyways. Which is a complaint we've had a lot about, about like, when we think we had, uh, albeit maybe a, a little more minor, uh, the same complaint about uh, Princess Leia in the last, and uh, Obi-Wan, where I'm like, she's yeah. not 10. What, what 10-year-old does, no. Yeah, 10 like, going on 45. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, them being irrational makes sense because they are 14-year-olds, they're children, but... <laughs> Like, how many how many umbrella agents does it take to capture a fourteen year old? I they watched her run into a gate and then they ran past that gate. There's no way they didn't see her go through that door, but she got away, albeit temporarily, because the characters are fourteen. And I guess like I I I don't relate to them at all. And when I say that, it's not that I I'm not relating to them because they're fourteen and I'm I'm a, a little past that. Like even fourteen year old me doesn't relate to that. Like I never. Like I came from a much stricter household. And so seeing kids just like say horrible things to their dad or to other adults in the room or just talk back or just be dismissive. Like uh, Jade Wesker into a slightly, and like into a much lesser consent, uh, lesser consent, a much <laughs> lesser amount, Billy Wesker. They're kind of assholes to their dad. Jade is kind of an asshole. She's mad because she's having to move. Having grown up in the mili- as a military brat, like you get over it. You know, she doesn't even try to contact anyone she knew before. She doesn't have friends. Like, why is she upset that they're moving? There's no, there's no reason for her to be mad. If that makes sense. She's just mad, which is okay. Cool. Let's work it out. Let's do it. But there's no, there's no character growth for her because we see her when she's in her thirties and there's no character growth. She still thinks she can just do whatever she wants and everyone can just, I, okay. And I, and I realized that like hating a character isn't a good reason to hate a, a show or a movie. I mean, in fact, that could be a reason why you like something, right? And in, so I'm, I'm not so much saying that I hate her character as much as I say that I don't think her character is realistic in the slightest. I don't think the relationships that our characters have on screen are re- realistic in the slightest. I think that the action scenes run the gambit from, what? That's completely unbelievable. Why are you hiding in a tent 15 feet away from zombies? and expect them to not come after you to, wow, that was over the top and awesome. I really enjoyed that sequence of this, uh, I forget his name, but the, Baxter. the long, yeah, Baxter, like running out, running around in the prison that's been converted and full of zombies and he's just murdering them. And I'm like, yeah, cool. But it's a complete tone shift for like that six minutes where that scene's happening. Cause the rest of the show is not over the top action. It's not fun action. Everything's dire and everything's, everyone's about to die and we're all gonna, the whole world's gonna collapse and blah, blah, blah. And then you have this six minute scene of him just going ham and just having fun doing it. And you're like, man, this was awesome. If they, if the show had been that, I would have loved the whole thing. I saw that scene. Yeah. And I wonder if that was like a bone. Because that oh, guy, like, I feel like Baxter's in a completely different show. E- even in the sequences where he's not somehow, like, he's not Liam Neeson from Taken or John Wick against yeah. zombies. Yeah. Like, everything about him, like, when he first arrives um, at the, the the freehold or the encampment or whatever, and he's like, yeah, where is she? And they point over to him, and he's like, cool, thanks. And he just blows that guy away yeah. and then just starts laughing. Yeah. He is comically 
out of place in this show. And I wonder if they were like, he is, I don't want to say like, what's the word I'm looking for? He's kind like, of a stand-in for the, I don't know. You said no, like throwing I, a bone. Like it does feel like you're throwing a bone because every time I had a scene with him in it, and, and especially that long action sequence, I was like, man, I, I cannot wait to see what they do next. Like that took me out of the train wreck and made me think, oh, I wonder what they're going to do. And then they kill him. He just seems like a disruptor. In every sense of the word, like he disrupts yeah. the flow of the show. He disrupts the flow of dialogue when he like, he's like, oh man, I've broken out of worse prisons than this. She's like, well, how many prisons have you been in? And he just Shrugs. doesn't say anything. He talks about, he's like, I need to get back to my, what is it? To my girls or something like that. Yeah. My babies, or my something. babies. And it shows a picture of his two dogs, like Pomeranians or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> like this guy's great. But the yeah. rest of the show doesn't have that tone. Everything is serious all the time. You know, yeah. I think that I'm going to sum it up because we're going to we're going to break down a lot of this. My opinion of the, the show is the critics and fans are correct. Overall, it's not great, but it definitely feels like the creators of this show bit off way more than they could chew. They had grandiose ideas and a grandiose idea of like how to execute those ideas, and they fell comically short of that. Yeah, because on paper, it's not horrible. It's just all of the execution. I'll agree somewhat. The thing that I will disagree most with is obviously the 33% of one-star one star ratings. I will also disagree with the 1.5 user score on Metacritic. Like, this show isn't a one. In no way, shape, or form is this show a one. It's not Angels Fallen. You know what I mean? It's not Alien Warfare. It's not a—this isn't B. This is prestige television that's just not— good the acting is for the most part pretty well done you made fun of my boy lance riddick the other day and i wasn't really happy with you for doing did that. i yeah i, I think, think that I e evelyn's actress uh paula let me pull her name back up paula nunez i think is a fantastic sure actress i mean jade's adult i think is significantly well i mean i know significantly like they both play their roles pretty well even though they're both idiots spoilers for the end of the show <laughs> yeah no but i mean like i i think everyone does a really good job in the show i think it's well shot there's some cg issues that are kind of yeah like when she sure. they're they're doing the autopsy on that guy i'm like okay it's fake i think all the creatures are pretty well animated I think yeah. like the zombies themselves or the zeros, I think that there's some hit and miss moments for sure, but it's not a one. The show isn't a one. And I, and I vehemently disagree with anyone who would say that. Like you can disagree that it isn't red. This show should not have been called Resident Evil. And you know what? You'll get a handshake from me. Sure. All day long. You know, you know, you're right. You're absolutely right. It should have been called Resident Evil, you know, and it like, it shouldn't have been called Biohazard either. I don't know what to call it. <laughs> But like it's too it's too well produced so to that's, be a one. That's what's so crazy about it for me. So I, I'm not saying it's a one. I'm saying I agree with the consensus. So three point nine, perfect. If you gave it a four, I'd be like, nope, it's a three point nine. That's <laughs> that's where I'm at. Fair enough. I don't think it's very well acted. I think well, I, I let me let me be more specific. I think it's very hit or miss because there are some actors and actresses that do an amazing job, and there are others where I'm just like, please figure it out like i can tell you and i didn't i mean i wish i'd wrote it down but i can tell you what scenes were were, were filmed early in production based on how people curse because <laughs> it's netflix and so there has to be a lot of cursing yeah and those kids i'm like oh you don't usually curse in real life like that's not how that's not how people curse 
and then later on they get it and like different episodes they or before that they gotten it right i'm like oh these were filmed in this order like obviously i liked the cgi for the most part i liked the use of what i think were miniatures and like models for like uh, when you're zooming in on the city uh the freehold mm-hmm. and all that like it definitely felt like like miniatures or or, or it was just cgi uh, if they were using miniatures that's awesome need more of that you're right it is very vel- very very well produced that doesn't make the story worth telling the tone is all over the place we were talking about what's his face that guy who's baxter but then mm-hmm. there's there's also an entire sequence with young jade and billy crawling around on the floor trying to find the hidden stuff in their house for like an episode <laughs> and it's like this comic like played for comic relief but like like disney channel level comic relief yeah you gotta get low lower 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 <laughs> it doesn't make any sense that's the thing is that if they they'd stuck with this one thing and just did it i would maybe respect it a bit more when you're trying to tell one long story over eight episodes you don't have the time to just change the tone willy-nilly going from more in a tunnel in, in london trying to get wherever and everything's going the heck and there's giant spiders and your kid's a zombie and it's all sad and getting captured to young version of yourself crawling on the floor in dad's house trying to avoid the secret cameras it just doesn't work i'm sorry i think it can work if it just stayed within a singular episode and i mm. i thought about it because i i finished it today at lunch i watched the i saved the last episode for today good for you I wonder, like, would this show have been better had the episodes been chronological? Like, they start out mm. arriving in Ra- New Raccoon City, NRC, and then it goes all the way to the end. Maybe, but there are some, there's a big fake out with, is Billy still alive or not in the future? Sure. And so, like, I, you know, they play it up. You'd have to rewrite a good bit of it, but maybe, maybe if it was, but if you'd called it Resident Evil and didn't have anything from the future, from after the outbreak, people would hate it even more. Would have been better had it been released in reverse chronological order. Possibly. Or if if the first few episodes had focused a little, like instead of us starting with the young versions of everyone and spending a lot of time with them, I mean, because we didn't start, like the opening scene is definitely with, with the future or what yeah. have you. But if they'd stuck with that a little bit longer instead of jumping back, or when they did jump back, they did shorter snippets and then slowly unf- unfold the story, I think, I mean, there's so many different ways to, to correct the tone of something, right? I blame Quentin Tarantino. That's right, oh, Big Q. Okay. I'm blaming you. Okay. You did this. You made Pulp Fiction, and you did such a good job that every single director or filmmaker or showrunner was like, you know what I can do? I can do what Quentin did, but I can do it better. It never works no. out. Sorry. No, that's a once-in-a-lifetime script, Pulp Fiction. I think that the young actors or the young actresses, uh, specifically Sienna Agudong, who played young Billy Wesker, and Tamara Smart, who played young Jade Wesker, I can't really judge their performances because, like, A, I don't know how old they are uh, without looking it up. Okay, cool. But, I mean, how, like, what do you do? Like, hey, pretend that you're four years younger than you are now and just be really angry at your single dad. Your single dad whose job makes him travel to South Africa, right? Like, I don't know where they lived before. They might have mentioned it. It doesn't matter. It's not important. But like, hey, I got this really sweet gig and we're going to get a free house and you're going to go to a brand new school. Cool. Just don't talk to me for like the first, you know, four or five hours while we're here and then just make really rude comments to the person that's here to meet us. Like, that's really fun. Nice. I mean, I get it. They're no, I, 14 I, years old, upset. That- that's the problem is I, I don't get it. Like, I get that they're upset, but the way that she's acting out 
is completely unacceptable. Like, how do you how do you conduct yourself like that? They're like, fourteen. No, but even then, like, does she talk yeah, to? You, you, I, don't, I don't know. I just I don't remember. Look, I guess I was different when I was fourteen. Look, well, first of all, you were different when you were fourteen. That's I'm fair. sure. Then them, but yeah. Secondly, when you were fourteen, it was nineteen ninety whatever. Right, was, uh, maybe two thousand, whatever. Maybe it was two thousand, whatever. I think, yeah. Two th- it, it, this show, I think, believe takes place in twenty one or twenty two yeah. is when this show takes place. Like yeah. it's been a it's long been a time. I'm not even trying to tell people to get off my lawn or trying to be that angry guy that says this generation's ruining. No, the world is different. Sure, sure, there are parents that are like yours that would probably still want to raise their children that way. Well, no, 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 but no, 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 no. There's a difference. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. But you can't portray angsty young teenagers without having angsty young teenagers on screen. Like that's that's the whole she like, the whole story. She barely came off as angsty. That's the thing is like she came off as obnoxious. She came off as I mean, I guess that's a form of angsty. I, I guess maybe that's, I, a that's a synonym. <laughs> we I might be splitting hairs a little bit, but like not talking to her dad. Or being very nonverbal and being obviously upset and trying to exude that I'm not happy with this with their with her uh, body language. That's angsty. Like making rude comments to strangers is just rude. It's not that person's yeah. fault for anything. No, no, I agree with you. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and I'm not saying that that's that's their direction. So I can't yeah. judge their performance. I can't go. Oh no, Tamara I'm, Smart, Tamara well, and Sienna aren't good act- actresses. I never I don't, like. I, I'm not saying you did. I'm saying that the saying writing is bad. Sure. It's horrible, and that's unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't accusing you of saying that. I just I, I felt like that. I, I felt a little accused. felt a little, uh, like a little accusatory. Uh, you, you feel however you want to feel. I, can't uh, I will. Help, I can't help you with your feelings. <laughs> oh, God. I'm glad you can't. Uh, the point is, the show's bad. It's not good. But it amazes me at the same time, because it got made. The facts, because you called it prestige television, and that's kind of, that's what it is. It is prestige television. Hundreds of people came together and said, yeah, this is a good idea. <laughs> and then as they were making it, they were all like, man, this is so much fun. I'm so glad we're doing this. And the Netflix executives who were checking in were like, yeah, this, these, this early footage looks great. Oh, I love this script. And then the editors were like, wow, look, I'm piecing together gold, baby. And there's so many people involved. And then it's just like, wow. I saved the last few episodes, and, and like I finished the last one yesterday, so I, wa- I watched it fairly spread out for the last half. And like the last episode is just like, "Hey, you're gonna get your kid killed." Hey, hey, do you remember what you just did? You're gonna get your kid killed. Hey, why aren't you checking on your kid yet? And it's just it became so predictable that they were sure. gonna do something stupid, and the most obvious dumb thing is gonna come of it. There were zero fake outs with that. None. There was none like, oh, I wonder if someone's going to die. And then they don't. Like, no fake suspense or anything. Nope, that person's dead. I mean, to me, the only fake out was apparently B, which I can only assume is short for Beatrice, can control giant alligators. I didn't catch that. I think that she's, I don't know. I don't know what that was. I had to do, I'm sure the electrodes in its brain or whatever. I'm sure it just didn't want to, who, who knows, man. Regardless, irregardlessly, it's poorly written. It has very little, if anything, to do with Resident Evil. I mean, they try to kind of wipe that under the rug by saying, or sweep that under the rug by saying, oh, that all happened already. Like, the writer's quoted by saying, yeah, everything that happened in Village and Resident Evil 7, that happened, that's already happened, and this is like a continuation, so they're able to do what they want. Can you imagine a world where they took the money, that it, the budget for this show, and gave it to the creators of Age of the Living Dead? 
Like if Age of the Living Dead had the, this production value. It wouldn't have a girl in it, I'll tell you that. Oh, uh, well, maybe. But no, it'd be her big breakout role. It, you know what I'm saying, though. Uh-huh. Like, like some sort of semi-original, decent story with people who love what they're doing, but with a budget. Like, I, it's so hard to get both a budget and a story that people seem to want to make. Because like, I can't, I just can't believe that people thought this was good. I mean, I know that you're never going to get anyone say, well, yeah, that was a train wreck. You know what I mean? And they probably had a lot of fun making it. I've had a lot of fun at jobs where I'm like, well, this was a bad idea. Let's just go do it. You know, I'm getting paid. You know, it's just, I don't, I don't understand like the thought process to making this. Like I said, I think the biggest problem with this show is it just, it was called Resident Evil. Look, man, in a world where they can shelve a $90 million Batgirl movie, (laughs) <laughs> Netflix is like, nah, we're all in. Screw you, Warner Brothers. Here's eight episodes of whatever this is. Uh, but yeah. No, they all just, like I said, every single character in the show is the architect of their own downfall. Like yeah. e- even the ones who like didn't quote unquote do anything wrong, like Diana, who is Evelyn's wife. It's her fault she's in the scenario- situation. It's her fault she's taking joy because well, she decided to get married to a psychopath. Evelyn, yeah. Right? Angel Rubio played by Pedro de Tavira. He's the architect of his old downfall because he decides to go to New Raccoon City. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's the one who is like, cool, I got froze out. You know, I got cut out of whatever the story was, but he's a reporter. Like he's a, like he's a journalist, investigative journalist. That's his job. But he get, he gets himself killed. The, the family with the kid that got bitten, they chose to do what they did. And unfortunately that gets them killed. I think Jade's research scientist friend didn't Amirta get herself killed. Sink. Well, no, she did because she didn't tell anybody what was going on. Look, what do you mean? You, she had no idea. Your girl, your girl comes back from six months and she's like, hey, look, I found this thing yeah. that allowed a queen, a queen zero to control other zeros. Let's not tell anyone else. No, they did. They said, hey, we got to get permission. And she like, they were going to go get permission, I thought. Yeah, but that's what I'm, no, but she didn't. But that's what I'm saying. Like, she didn't say, hey, we should tell everybody we're working on this. We should share our research together. Instead, she decided to work with a research partner that is impulsive. (laughs) Jade did the one thing in, in a zombie movie that you're not supposed to do and brought a zombie inside. And then it got loose. That's what, of course that's it what I'm did. saying. She chose to work with someone who's reckless. I don't I don't know. I think you're stretching it to make your point. I'm not There are I'm innocent saying. victims here. There's plenty of innocent victims considering there's only 300 million people left <laughs> alive. <laughs> uh plenty of innocent victims. No, you went to work that day. <laughs> you, your friend texted the group text and said, "Hey, I'm not feeling well." And you were like, "No, nah, man, it's cool. We got this really important project we need to get out before Friday." Mm. You did it to yourself. Anyways, Anyways, it shows not great. It's not good. It's interesting. It's well done. I think it's for the most part well acted by select few actors, but don't watch it. Do you feel that this is in the so bad it's good territory? Do you think it hits that? No, I think it's so bad it'll turn into a meme. We'll be making fun of it for the rest of our lives. Absolutely. Just like the movies. I feel like it was so bad it became good for a moment. And then got so bad again. How would you make a Resident Evil? Not, not, not like how would you, like the, 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 the pejorative you. How would Anthony, how would you make a Resident Evil show or movie? I mean, for one, I wouldn't. Uh, I could just kind of cop out of that one right away. The problem with 
Resident Evil is the same problem with a lot of Japanese storytelling and Japanese video games and whatnot is that it it does not translate well to live action anything because it it's not grounded in any sort of reality like superpowers and random people can do these because it's just it's just what it is and so if I was going to do it it would be animated it would be an anime 100% you'd have to I don't know what style I'd go with but it would have to be animated maybe maybe the same kind of thing with like Pacific Rim the Black like if that kind of style would work I think I would I would go back to the roots, which I think the most recent Resident Evils have decided to do. Mm-hmm. Full on first person perspective, hire the guy who made Hardcore Henry, uh. and just turn it into a horror movie or a horror show. Which is like, I mean, I don't know if you'd be able to do. I don't know if you'd get away with eight episodes of first person zombie killing. Probably not. But you know, like a, you know, hour fifteen, Chris Redfield or Jill Valentine dropped into the mansion. And then you just, it's all filmed from first person perspective. Why first There's person? There's no, because it, it'd be scary. Mm. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm saying, like, go full on horror flick. Get rid of all the supernatural stuff. I don't, like, Wesker doesn't need to be, you know, dashing over to people that are 10 feet away from him in less than a second. I don't need that. That's lore accurate, my friend. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Throw all of that out. That's what okay. I'm saying. Like, just just go back to the Like a very grounded biohazard. Go, go back to... We're cops. Mm-hmm. We got called because there's been some, you know, th- there's been some weird stuff going on in a mansion out in the woods, and we're going out to investigate and just film it all from first person. It doesn't need to be like the crazy action sequences that were in Hardcore Henry. Slow it down. I can just imagine walking down a like in like watching a movie of someone walking down a long hallway in first person and like them nervously twitching any time that they're like they see a shadow or something. Are you just wanting a movie of PT? You could just watch a playthrough of PT. Oh, is that the the Kojima thing? Yeah, or whatever? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, that's what the the more modern Resident Evils are, anyways. It's pretty close. But yeah. I'm just saying, like, dump it all out, rip it down to the studs, and just go with something yeah. that can be that's grounded and everything, or something that everyone can relate to. Being stuck in a scary place in the dark. I will say it is not a bad idea what they tried to do with this show and where they tried to just add on to the lore instead of retelling something that's already been said or already been uh, a story that's already been told. I kind of like that. Maybe a side story would have been better instead of a continuation type story. But uh, I appreciate something like that way more than I do another retelling of something. Okay. All right. Well, we'll flip it. And instead of we'll do first person Tijuana. Yeah, that works too. Yeah. No, your idea is great. You're right. That's that's a fun idea. It would definitely have to to rework some of the stuff, but I mean, it, I think it flows. Oh, I think the only thing I, I have left to mention about this is just to go through the list real quick. Tamara Smart, second time we've seen her in something. She was Artemis Fowl's little friend in Artemis Fowl. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. 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 So that's uh, that's two <laughs> that's two duds from her, but yeah. okay. Yeah. Great job, Tam. Idiot of the show. Jade Wesker? I mean, clearly. Okay. <laughs> I mean, everything's her, like everything that happens in the show is her fault. Fun fact about Jade Wesker, played by Ella Belinska, going to be the likeness and voice of a character in a video game called Forspoken, coming out in 2023. Are you talking, oh, oh, like older? Yes, older. Oh, okay. I was like, we just said she was played by Tamara Smart, but okay. No, no, yeah, no, no, no. No, right. no I, right. I'm sorry. Yeah. I did say adult Jade Wesker. I, oh, I missed the uh, adult. That's my that's Ella my Balinska. Very cool. Uh, no, the idiot of the show is definitely Jade Wesker. I mean, you could make, 
I think that the right person could come along and make a solid argument and almost convince me that Evelyn is probably the idiot of the show. Yeah. But because it was inevitable, right? Like it always happens. There's always an outbreak. It's the same thing with aliens. That's why I don't get why people work for these obviously evil corporations. Like you're such a bad hench. Yeah. You know she's going to betray you when she pulls out her little drones and she starts shooting the guys in the back. Like the people who are standing behind her. Are you talking about Billy? Yeah, yeah, are watching her gun down their coworkers. Yeah. You know, and they just stand there and don't move. Billy, I think, is the only one who is more of a victim than any other character. Uh, like young Billy. Like, I feel like she goes along with her sister a little bit and then she gets bit and then everything kind of spirals. I'm sorry, I'm just kind of reaffirming that Jade Wesker sure. is an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Who is Kelsey Grammer for you? I've retired the bit. Oh. No, Kelsey oh. Grammer <sighs> Baxter. Uh, I was going to say he's the captain of the ship. Ooh, I'm going to beat, I'm going to beat you. He is the leader of the religious cult that has all of the zeros enslaved. She just gets thrown in front of his throne and looks up and it's Kelsey Grammer. And I don't mean Kelsey Grammer playing those characters. I mean, it's actually Kelsey Grammer. That's what happens to him after the zombie apocalypse (laughs) in Resident Evil is he becomes a cult leader. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, the captain of my ship would be, um, Frazier then. There you go. <laughs> Not Kelsey Grammer, but Frazier. Kind of shifting it away from Resident Evil for a moment. I'd like to have a quick conversation. And maybe maybe we can dedicate an episode to, to this or in some similar topics. Adaptations, specifically video game adaptations into movies and television have been not great there's been very few that are like oh that's good that's a good movie or a good uh, tv show or even if it's an anime or whatever based on it it's like yeah that's mediocre at best like why do you think that is i think the problem with translating any medium into film is that i think they always go too broad like Mm -hmm. there's way too many broad strokes is what you're trying to do is come up with it doesn't matter what it is like i didn't see the assassin's creed movie so i have no idea what it's like and i but i did see parts of prince of persia the big issue is they're just they're trying to please every single person because Mm -hmm. what they're what they're trying to do is please the core audience okay the warcraft movie is a perfect example i went to go see that with our mutual friend josh and he really liked it and if i'm being completely honest i really liked it too yeah i thought it was a lot of fun they kind of reimagined the origin story of of warcraft I know some people didn't really like that. They humanized a few characters way earlier on than they were planning on doing in the game. And I think a lot of people didn't really like that. But, you know, it's their medium, right? Like, it's it's easy to say, well, I didn't like the, the U-Bull version of um, Alone in the Dark, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, U-Bull's the director. He bought the rights for that game because Germany's got some weird film and art laws. Whereas the Warcraft movie, like, I think that the studio had a lot of creative control. They were the the final say in a lot of decisions. And when you're making a show or a movie, you're trying to please people outside of the fans of that item. And so when you do that, you really kind of ruin what makes those things great or what, what makes people like them. And I, I hear a lot of people on the internet, I read a lot of their comments like, oh, you know, I wish that they'd make a Mass Effect show. No, you don't. No, you don't want them not. to do it. You, you don't want them to do it because Shepard would be played by like Henry Cavill. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, it, and, and you would just be watching Henry Cavill. You wouldn't be watching Commander Shepard. You'd be watching Henry Cavill. I, I just, I don't think it's possible because even then, if you're like, cool, we'll stick to what makes the game great. Who are you outside of the fans of the game? Like, are you 
aiming for. You know what I mean? Like we joke all the time about like how fans complain like, oh, that's not the way the story should have been done. It should have been done like this. And you know what? Maybe, maybe there's someone out there who is right. You know what I mean? Like maybe there's someone out there who's, who's, who's not you, who's a good enough storyteller who can adapt a game story to a script or maybe they maybe they're crazy ideas for how the sequels of Star Wars and we are 59 minutes in maybe they could have written better versions of those movies i don't know i'm not here to discuss that but you just can't do it because it doesn't translate yeah it's the same thing with like not to a lesser extent a book because it's you're not really interacting with it but when you are in direct control of the game and the game's story Taking the control out of the player's hands and slapping it onto the, the a TV screen, like it's really difficult to get that right. And I just don't think anyone has managed to do so. In fact, I wish they'd stop. I really would. It's a, like, to an extent, I think I yeah. I think that's the biggest difference in the mediums is that even if I'm playing some character, if I'm playing Shepard or Shepard Shepherd or Laura Croft. Right or Max Payne, I'm, I'm putting my, I'm controlling that character, even if I have nothing in common with that character, because I have nothing in common with Laura Croft. I'm there's oh. still a bit of my own, like I'm still expressing a bit of agency through her, right? I'm yeah. still putting a bit of myself into into her shoes and, and and going dungeon crawling and looking and you know stealing artifacts from the lands that they belong to, to fund my Tomb giant Raiding. estate. Uh, <laughs> it is called Tomb Raider. She is British. She is British. <laughs> okay, everyone. <laughs> Whatever. It's Indiana Jones with a with a girl video game. That's all it is. And uh, you do lose that when translating it to the visual, to television, or to, to a movie. But it's happening more and more and more. And games are getting more and more... Their stories are getting more and more grounded, right? Like... Like the biggest games, like you mentioned Super Nintendo earlier and PlayStation and what these 90s game consoles, what game from the 90s would translate well into a, a movie? Stargate. I said, what games <laughs> would translate? But I'm, I'm, but I'm serious. Uh, like most of them are, yeah. they're, it's what? barely existent. The, the idea is the gameplay. And it's like even games with like wonderful stories like, like Chrono Trigger, you mentioned earlier. You're never going to. You're never gonna. T- you're never going to retell that story. I mean, they. I mean, they can. They yeah, just, but it's not. Gonna they just work need out. To, like. They just need to make it an anime. Like, but that's not the point. I think the the problem is is they choose the wrong game. Game storytelling for 20, 30 years. The most popular ones are heavily based on books, movies, whatever that already exist. And I say heavily, there's lots of original ones, but most of them are based off of other things. And so it's kind of becomes this derivative cycle of whatever. Like the amount of Street Fighter content that aren't games is impressive because it's like one paragraph backstory for the whole movie and then maybe a paragraph backstory per fighter and then it's a fighting game. But they somehow did multiple animes, multiple animated movies, multiple live action movies. No, I recently, did I tell you I recently watched Legend of Chun-Li? for the first time i might have blacked out when you mentioned it it's pretty so. bad but it happened you know and like they've done more things since then so i think there's there's something there i just i was just curious why you think that it doesn't work and i think it comes down to two things i think your point about losing agency over characters is a big one i think the other one is the lack of appreciation i think they picked the wrong games maybe i've got the perfect game to be made into a movie are you ready yeah i'm waiting call of duty black ops that would be a pretty good movie. Because this is what you need to do. Because yeah. you've already got the actors. 
You already have Ed Harris is is in the game and is is a real person. I mean, he might be a little too old at this point to do some of the action sequences, but like you could even do like Call of Duty Zombies. Like maybe Call of Duty Zombies could be a thirty minute Netflix show. Sure, right? It'd be weird whenever John F. Kennedy shows up, but um, (laughs) yeah, no, like stop taking things that you need to flesh out the universe. Like Mario brothers is like the classic example of the wrong thing. This is a guy. No, they're doing it again. He's a plumber and he just jumps on turtles. Why is he in a car? Why is Koopa played by Dennis Hopper? Why is he shooting a rocket launcher? Why, why does he have these things? Like, don't do that. Like don't make abstract art out of simple blatantly obvious things like don't do that take something that is already ready for the medium mm-hmm. how many like like call of duty 2 or 3 whichever one like they like the first four world war 2 ones right just do a whole movie series based on call of duty the adventures of whatever private ryan whatever his name is i don't know yeah. that's a different movie that is a very different movie yes yeah, advanced warfare, when they go into space, you can do that, right? That's infinite warfare. The problem then you have is that it's already been done, not in a, as a movie, but those games, like Black Ops is a great example, especially with the whole, or the plot of it. The big set pieces are already there. We've already seen them. You know what and I mean? Well, no, that's, people that's would, that people, like I would pay to go see that. I'd want to go see, a lot of people would, but I think that's why studios don't, is because, well, well that's already, it's already there. They're making a Lord of the Rings show. Oh my God. <laughs> um... <laughs> They're making another Game of Thrones show. What are you talking about? The big set pieces already exist and you can't make them better. Like Call of Duty on easy mode basically plays itself. You move forward, you click four buttons. It it just, it already has its story, already has its big set pieces. It's already got its big kind of Hollywood style production value to it. It would be easy to translate it, but would you be adding anything to the story? Would it be doing anything for anything besides besides being an obvious money grab? I think the big issue, and I think we we're we're both agreeing and disagreeing with each other at the same Probably. time. Probably, yeah. Which is, I disagree that like filmmakers want to be original. Oh yeah. Studio executives? No, not so much. They want this. They want this right here. Uh, I thought you were rubbing your nose, and I was like, cocaine. No, 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 no. They want this right. I mean, they probably do want cocaine. I don't know, but. But like, if, if if you can say, look, this is the best selling first person shooter game ever made. This this game sold more copies, yeah, in a in a year than any other first person shooter ever made. And they look at the amount of the the units that got moved. And I don't know how many Black Ops One or Black Ops Two or Black Ops Three sold. They sold a lot because people lose their shit for Black Ops. If you could say that this thing sold twenty million units, that means there's a almost guaranteed chance that 20 million people are going to go see your movie. Black Ops has sold 30 million units uh, since it was released 12 years ago. Yeah. So if you're telling me that 30 million people will go see this movie and you charge, I mean, it doesn't really matter how much the theaters charge, but like just think of the box office numbers. Like even if it's 10, that's $300 million. That's a lot. I guess in my mind that story would be good translated, but I don't think you can tell it any differently. You're basically like, there's no, I, I don't know. We, I, I'd have to think about it longer, but that's not a bad to suggestion. Story differently. You could just have, yeah, you, you could center around soap and then you could soap. literally do the, th- you could soap McTavish. You could literally do the thing where oh, you're well, jumping not, around. And, Black Ops, and the, but... Sure. Sure. Uh, I don't, whatever his name is, uh-huh. but you could, you could jump around. I don't want to say the timelines, but you can do the different scenes. Sure. Like, cause we, we just saw them do it. We just, they were like, Hey, we're, we're in Dover mm-hmm. in the year 2021. 
or, or um, 2036 or whatever. But now we're in this crazy secret base somewhere. It, sure. doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like, I think you sure. could do it. I, I, I believe it's just, they're just leaving money on the table. That's all they're doing. They're just literally leaving money on the table and they're just investing it into things that aren't going to be successful so they can intentionally turn around and say, see, it didn't work. We couldn't make a Dragon Age game because we couldn't decide if we were going to be a human fighter or a, or Age a Age human mage or an elven ranger. It doesn't matter. It didn't work. We And the, the main character has to fall in love with this person and all the fans are going to hate it because they don't want that romance. They don't want it. Dragon That's Age what's would going be a to horrible. A prequel, maybe. So, Something told in that universe. That's a, good, that's a pretty good choice, too. Okay. I, like I said, at just high level, I was just curious why, for the most part, like I liked the last, I liked the World of Warcraft movie. I liked the last Tomb Raider movie. I didn't hate it. I thought it was, it was pretty good. It subverted some of my expectations. I'm intrigued about this Last of Us TV show. I still don't know why it needs to get made, but we'll see. It's to make you buy that $70 game. Like, that's the thing, is that if it's going to tell me the same story I've already played, why do I need to watch it? And if all it is is just one long advertisement to make them make people go out and buy new like, the new games, uh, whatever, we'll see. I would trust it to be good, like or well produced, I should say. Unlike some other recent video game adaptations. What are you talking about? No, I don't know. What could I be talking <laughs> about? Overall, I would love to hear y'all's opinions on just video game adaptations in general. I think pretty much every video game adaptation that I can think of that would be worth being made falls a little bit, at least a little bit into science fiction, uh, which is why we uh, we talk about it and we're so passionate about it. I think science fiction and video games kind of go hand in hand for the most part. If you liked Resident Evil and you disagree with us, please let us know why. If you give, if you write us and tell us why you liked this show, we will read it on air. And we will discuss it. We will do a Resident Evil part two episode. <laughs> we'll Resident talk about two. Yeah. Code, Veronica, whatever. If you enjoyed the conversation, if you think of something else that you, you want us to watch or because it's really good or something else that's really bad that you want us to be forced to watch, do send those suggestions our way, scifiwiseguys at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on Twitter or Instagram at scifiwiseguys. Just add us or DM us. Either way, it works. Stay healthy. Stay hydrated. And just don't listen to your twin sister, I guess. I mean. Yeah, don't listen to your twin sister <laughs> when she's talking about Zootopia porn and running away yeah. in a country in yeah. which you're not a native resident. Yeah. yeah. And always report any animal bites to the proper authority. 100%. 100%. You might get rabies. Yeah. Well, yeah. That would be horrible. Thanks, guys. Bye. Did you watch the Halo show? I did not because you didn't want to watch it. I tried to watch the first episode. I tried to go in with an open mind. Like I really did. Like I was like, okay, look, I know this isn't just retelling the story. I know this has got a different thing going on, right? And so I'm just going to put that all on the table. I want to see if I, I can just enjoy it. But for one, the effects look very CW, like very CW, which was a little upsetting. Like this Resident Evil show had better production value than the Halo show on Paramount Plus, which is a bit upsetting, you know? But I mean, I can get over things like that. And, but it's, it's like, I can get over, like, none of these are the thing. You know, it's just a bunch of small things. They added in a main character who's a young, like, underage female character who's just making stupid decisions. And I, I stopped it. Like, she still has blood on her face 
from when her whole colony got destroyed, right? Like she has uh-huh. her friends, maybe even her dad's, I can't remember, blood on her face, on her body. And they're taking her to go see, you know, to go wherever. I guess the whole thing is that the colonies don't believe the UNSC that they're fighting a war with aliens. Like they just don't believe it. Like they're like, no, that doesn't that covenant doesn't exist, right? You're just using that that as an excuse to be more oppressive to us or whatever. So the covenant shows up and destroys everyone in this little colony, which was awesome. There's some gore. And also that horrible CW style, like semi stop motion stuff when people are going quick and things like that. Like nothing quite feels right. Mm-hmm. And uh, their video, they video chatter and they're like, hey, now that you've seen that, do you think that you would be willing to, do you think you could like go on record and tell people that we're not lying? Could you corroborate this so we can stop other things? And like no one has said, hey, like, and she's locked up. Like, she's a prisoner at this point because she's the daughter of the insurrectionist leader on that planet. So she's locked up. She has the blood of her family and friends on her. She just watched everyone she knows, including her father, get murdered. And she's she's not been given... There's nothing. She's in a sterile cell, like in a in the back of a giant pelican or whatever, a condor. And they're on the video chat, like, hey, do you want to help us? And I was like, dude, like, show some sympathy. Like, there was no, sim- no empathy whatsoever. No, like dude, clean yourself off. Like, do you need something to eat? They were just like, hey, sorry that everything bad just happened to you like 30 minutes ago, uh, blah, blah. And I was just like, no, I can't. Like the, the dialogue's been bad so far and it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And, and I, I will admit that as much as I try to set aside my expectations for what I would want, it just, it, it did not. Um, I just, God, it was bad. I know Rolls watched it and said he liked it, and I just, I, and I've heard, I've heard of other people saying they liked it, and I just can't, I can't see it. I don't even like, uh, I could, I could have maybe pushed through if I didn't know anything about Halo. I might have been able to push through that first episode, and maybe something else happens. But I, I, you know, I actually read the synopsis week by week as it came out. I was waiting, I was reading not the synopsis, but like reviews. I was waiting for there to be a twist where it got better, and it, and it didn't. According to my friends that watched it and asked if we were going to watch it, yeah, they all said that the, the first episode sucks. Yeah, don't doubt it. There's no need to change characters. It's kind of like what we talked about with the Boba Fett show, where there was nothing, there's no way they could make that show and it be as good as everyone wanted it to be because everyone had in their mind a different idea of who Boba Fett, Boba Fett was. Kind of like the, a solo like, yeah, we understand that the stories that we've read and everything up to this point aren't real, but that character and who they are is still real to us. And so when they change that, it's not changing the backstory or changing all of, like changing some events, especially when you're moving mediums and things like that, or maybe and maybe you want to truncate some things or whatever. But when you change who a character fundamentally is, you lose me. That's what lost me. That's why I didn't quite care for Solo. I didn't think it was horrible, and I, I liked the ending quite a bit. That's why Boba Fett fell a little flat for me. And this show was just like, you know, we're gonna sh- we're just gonna take all those characters, we're gonna change them completely. Master Chief's gonna have a completely different backstory, more or less. He's gonna be a different person. Oh, and yeah, and here's his ass. Oh, and here's the sex scene. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, why do you, why do you need a sex scene for the kids? And these T-rated games. <laughs> <sighs> 